Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You have big plans for the new year? Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. My fiance actually uses it for her site. It's awesome, and it was extremely easy. You can showcase your work, blog, publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks with Squarespace. Customize everything, look and feel, settings, and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. Use the offer code CAPSPACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain so we got to catch up on some news since this is our last show of the week here and uh, so daniel will join me for that and then we will get of course to that mock trade deadline part three finish things up still uh plenty of relative fireworks in the offing for that but where do you want to start here danny i think we should start with cleveland there are a couple different things going on there the first of which is on thursday morning ty Lu announced that tristan thompson is returning to the starting lineup and replacing jay crowder so they're going back to a more traditional thing with LeBron playing at the three, Love at the four, and Tristan at the five. Yeah, and Jay Crowder, you have to imagine, is going to almost be kind of on the fringes of the rotation at, at this point because their bench unit has played pretty well together. Um, Crowder has played very poorly. I still think that their best version of themselves would include, include Crowder, but it also, in theory, would include J.R. Smith, and he as well has not played to expectations this season. I mean, he just has not been the force shooting the ball that we've seen in the past, and whether that's just normal age-related regression with him pretty late on in his career now it remains to be seen uh, the other thing out of cleveland of course we discussed this a little bit on the mock trade deadline is the rumored deal of george hill from the kings going to cleveland for channing fry expiring contract about seven million this year and iman shumpert who makes about 10 this year and next a player option that he almost assuredly will opt into we can comment on it once it's official in terms of like whether it's a good trade or not but still seems to be on the one yard line as you uh, so sagely noted that's uh, maybe not the best place to be if uh, if you're a Cleveland fan but I think it seems to me like the holdup is either what kind of compensation is going from Cleveland back to Sacramento and then also I think just doing some research on George Hill and where he's at physically because uh, Hill under contract for another 19 million next season those would be the issues that they still have to work out the other one which is maybe not a logistic with those two teams but what Sacramento wants to do to clear that extra roster spot they have a million guys on rookie scale contracts so they could do something bigger like moving Vince Carter or they could do something smaller like moving one of those guys and one of the interesting parts about that has been the reporting that they're discussing deals for not only Malachi Richardson who I think makes the most sense to be the guy that gets moved but also my my guy Scalabissier and I think if they're just trying to dump him that's a big mistake but they could do something else for him because they just have so many bigs 
Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I don't either. That could just, this is total speculation for me, but that could, reading the tea leaves, just be the, like, rogue coach floating something because I get the feeling that management seems to like him a lot better than Dave Yeager does. And it wouldn't be the first time that a coach in Sacramento has uh, thought about trying to trade someone. So a few injury quick hitters here. Nerlens Noel, Rick Carlisle saying he's a little bit behind the schedule that they had talked about in his return from thumb surgery. So that probably means it's very unlikely he'll play before the trade deadline it only would have been a couple of games anyway it really seems like noel is trying to set himself up for the buyout at this point what do you make of this news that the nba now will support sports gambling in testimony before i think it was the new york state legislature or state assembly or whatever they called in in new york uh, a lawyer from the nba saying that they basically want to get one percent of all legalized betting and now they're going to get on board with it it feels like something that wouldn't have happened when David Stern was the commissioner, but Silver has been looking at a lot of different things with a different set of eyes, which is is, is a good thing. And I'm somebody who who feels like, while gambling is, you know, it's it's a personal choice of whether people want to do it or not. The I think it's the Australian model is what people generally give it credit to, of that if it's going to exist, giving the people, the entities that they're betting on a little bit of a cut, that seems totally fair to me. Yeah, I guess it seems fair. I mean, this whole, oh, you know, it's really more for monitoring administrative costs like okay come on uh maybe that's true to some slight degree but the numbers we're talking about here i think overall sports wagering in nevada last year was about like five billion obviously if you can do this on your smartphone in all 50 states you imagine that number would really explode you know maybe that ends up being and this is just total speculation i'm sure people have done real studies on this but maybe that ends up tripling or quadrupling nationwide if not more and so one percent of that would be you know two million dollars so that's uh three million per team and causes the salary cap to go up probably about a a million or so per team so not completely maybe a little bit more than that so but you know we're not talking about something incredible here not as much really as the jersey ads would cause bri to go up but i guess if i had to decide between who would i rather have money a casino or the nba i probably would rather the nba have it (laughs) and the nba players have it i think we can go from there to the sixers couple different things uh JJ Redick is still out looks like it'll still be at least another week and a half maybe longer with his leg injury and Markel Fultz there's periodically just horror film video of him shooting and oh god and so we 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 haven't really heard anything about a return date for him but yeah not feeling super great about that oh man and Brett Brown saying yeah you know maybe he doesn't need to shoot to be effective at an NBA court Uh, I mean but it's starting to really trend to me in the direction of of he's just going to get shut down for the whole year at some point pretty soon you know especially since this team is trying to win um you know uh, uh, and this is one where it probably would make sense for him to play in the g league at some point as he's returning to play i mean he may not even be ready there yet as far as where his shot is i mean he can't even shoot a free throw with consistent form right now like he'll it looks better he'll make a few but then there's one where he just like bricks it by like half a ball to the side and, and off the backboard and uh but i do think he probably needs to spend time in the g league just getting back to getting some confidence of being markel fultz when in fact the jumper is ready which i don't even think it, it is at this point um but obviously the stigma 
of having the number one overall pick play in the G League is not a great one, but I think they everybody needs to just get over that shit and put him there so he can develop some confidence and get back to playing. But uh, the chances of him being anything other than a massive liability for the Sixers if he does play this year seem to be uh, extremely, extremely low. But I think they still need to try it out because they are going to have some options this summer, both in terms of cap space, but also draft picks, their own for sure, and potentially that Lakers pick, depending on how that whether that transfers or not. And so the infor- well, well, but it's fate. It's fate complete though. If he, if he can't even make a, a shot consistently in practice, like you know what the result is going to be in a game. So like, why even bother with it? Well, I think just the passage. Oh, not not enough to. Yeah, I think you're right though that the G League would be a better place to do that than the NBA. Just to I don't know. Just to, unless they feel like the summer league sample, which was what like three games, was enough to get a sense of like the passing and other parts. Or are you just saying since the jump shot, which I would agree with, the jump shot is a mandatory component of his success that you wouldn't get a good sample yeah i think that that's the case and just you know if you know the jump shot isn't ready like why why put him out there to to make it worse i mean you know if he still isn't fixed by the beginning of next year then fine just throw him out there and you know let him be a 6-5 sean livingston for a while but i just i don't see the point of just putting even more pressure on uh, by putting him out there because you know he's uh, you know he's not going to help team i mean that that's the bottom line they're trying to make the playoffs and just it, it would be a massive distraction it's going to take everyone out of rhythm and you know you said you want to you want to find out what he is well i think we already the chance of getting an answer to that question during actual nba gameplay that's different than what i believe now and i think the organization probably does too that you know he's just nowhere close to ready yet uh, is pretty low um what else we got here we can jump from that injured atlantic division point guard to one that's returning more d'angelo russell has he came back on fridays played in three games played about 15 minutes per game and you know he's making his way back again this isn't this season isn't necessarily a priority for the nets they don't have their own draft pick and unlike with markel fultz the expectation is that he will get back to his normal form by the end of the year which is again important for them as they figure out what they want to do this summer yeah and it'd be very interesting to see if they do not move spencer dinwiddie at the deadline are they going to play those two guys together russell obviously the organization has a much larger investment in him he's much younger dinwiddie is already you know really in his mid-20s so but dinwiddie is clearly the superior player right now and i, I imagine that that will be the case for at least the rest of the year even if Russell puts up a few more stats but the Nets also don't really play guys that much he's coming back from injury so I would imagine that those guys will probably get staggered a fair amount and they could use another point guard I mean, they've been playing Karis LeVert at backup point guard to a large degree um real quickly here Kawhi Leonard rumored to want out of San Antonio per Jalen Rose the reason being in addition to this injury mismanagement which I don't know if they mismanaged it but that's just the theory behind this uh is that they couldn't get anyone to come there in free agency well the Spurs have really only tried to get free agents twice once they got LaMarcus Aldridge who's the best free agent on the market good job and the second time they didn't even get a chance to get a meeting with Chris Paul because he went to Houston and engineered that trade now I think the greater problem is that they haven't even given themselves a chance to get into the free agent market because of some of the re-signings and signings that they've done to add long-term salary and now by the time Kawhi would sign his designated player contract which you imagine would still be on the table and also by the way I mean he'd be giving up a crap ton of money because he's already eligible for that designated player um I do think that's a concern that you know how are they going to add talent around him is a very legitimate question that's why we've criticized their moves over the last year and a half or so including both Gasol contracts and the LaMarcus extension etc but I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon if he turns down if they offer him that extension 
and he turns it down, then the people can start fretting. Well, I mean, that should lead to outright panic, because if he turns down that money, then to me that means he's probably leaving as a free agent. Yeah. But we haven't seen anybody turn it down yet, and if he's still coming back from the injury, I mean, we hope he's going to be better much sooner than that, but I wouldn't expect Kawhi to be that guy. So, yeah, maybe he does want the team to ma- to go in other directions, and this is a way of expressing that frustration should this be legitimate, but it's a long, long way from being a little bit frustrated to being gone. Quickly here in Dallas, this is something that kind of came up with the mock trade deadline. It d- didn't seem like anyone was too interested in it, but Wesley Matthews rumored to be available for a first round pick. But if I were another team, I would only be willing to consider that if I could dump salary at the same time. I don't think Wes is worth a first round pick on his own. I think he can do better there. Um, in LA, Lonzo Ball has missed five straight with a knee injury, still has not returned to practice. So the Lakers have had some moments without him. Uh, Miles Turner nearing a return. He's questionable for Friday's game after missing seven games with an elbow injury. Also, the Jazz got a designated a disabled player exception for Tabo Cephalosha for about $2.6 million. Not sure if they're going to use it or not. Again, that can only be either for a signing or a player with an expiring contract. And they're also dealing with Rodney Hood. He missed the last three games with a leg contusion. Chris Dunn had that nasty concussion as he went up and scored a dunk, but fell off the rim and hit his teeth on the United Center floor against the Warriors. That was almost a week ago. He has not made any progress, apparently, uh, and really has no timetable for his return. It doesn't sound like he's really doing much in terms of physical activity to get through the concussion protocol. And Mark Stein also reporting that the captains picking their team's format was supposed to be on TV, but the union pushed back. That's interesting to me if that's true. He said it wasn't a unanimous pushback because many has said publicly that they actually would like to see it televised, including players, but that Chris Paul uh, was a part of creating this format to begin with. And maybe Paul was fine with it being televised. And then once the format was agreed to, there was some pushback from union members who weren't involved in the initial decision. But that's a shame. Hopefully everyone will uh, come to their senses and televise that next year. I think at three Eastern, so about an hour after we're recording this, the all-star rosters will come out. And if you missed it yesterday, we did our own draft, which I thought I was pretty fun. We, we'll do a little, I actually think we'll do a little analysis of this next week uh, once we find out what the rosters are. Um, all right, I think that's all we got here. Well, just quickly, Marquise Chris, we haven't talked about this. Ah, yes. He's missed six games due to hip and viral conjunctivitis. And the hope is that he could... Yeah, it's pink eye, yeah. right? But but hip conjunctivitis, I was a little bit like, huh? But anyway, um, so he'll be back hopefully later this week and, you know, is, is a part of what the Suns are doing now, even though they're not winning a ton of games. So is your company outgrown QuickBooks? Is it just too clunky for you to deal with shared spreadsheets, manual processes, a bunch of old legacy systems that's costing your company time and money? Well, NetSuite by Oracle is a business management software that handles every aspect of your business and is an easy to use cloud platform. NetSuite will save you time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, HR, and finance, and accounting instantly right from your desk or even your phone. It's really something that's going to help you scale your business. And thousands of the best known and fastest growing companies are using NetSuite now to manage their business. It's more affordable than you think. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights to help you overcome the obstacles that are holding you back for free. They've got a free guide called Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. If you have a growing company, you should check this out. You can learn how to acquire new customers, increase profits, and finally get real visibility into where your cash flow is coming from. You can check out that Crush Five Barriers to Growth guide at netsuite.com slash capspace right now slash capspace url is 
you remember we talk about cap space all the time on the program here that's netsuite.com capspace to download their free crush the five barriers to growth guide today once again netsuite.com capspace is that url let them know that you came from us uh well i would like to see what uh the market is like for dennis Schroeder right now are there any teams that want to pick up a, a young point guard maybe like a, a phoenix or or Knicks? um you know i think like just one first rounder probably wouldn't do it but anything beyond that we certainly would listen I mean, and you know it could be a, a prospect doesn't necessarily have to be two actual first rounders the suns wish you good luck with all that <laughs> Knicks, maybe we should just assign the Knicks to somebody else, uh, so I don't have to, to do any self dealing. Uh, but KP, you want to you want to take them over again? Or do you have any interest in Dennis Schroeder? <sighs> I can't say much. I mean, again, Frank Nilakina is our point guard of the future. I mean, Schroeder is so erratic. He's much improved this year and, you know, on a reasonable contract. But I think that if it is the Knicks, we'd rather take our chances, try to save our money for free agency in the summer of 2019. Yeah, doesn't really seem to be a logical fit uh, for him out there. Uh, all right, uh, Dan, you want to make a proposal here? Yeah, uh, so I've been trying to see if there's a way to, to rework this trade that the Cavs that were close to the Kings with. Uh, because now that we've traded for guard help in Avery Bradley, we also uh, are prioritizing a center. And uh, we really like Derek Favors. So I know we don't like to do three-way trades, but I'm trying to figure out a way to loop this in to, to make it happen. Uh, so this this is what I came up you're, with. You're going to send George Hill to Utah? Uh, we are going to send George Hill to Cleveland and Derek Favors to Cleveland. Uh, and then uh, Tristan Thompson and Chetty Osman to the Kings. And seeing if this works, Channing Fry and... And Amon Schumper and our own first rounder to the Jazz. The Jazz would have to uh, trim $800,000. So if they could part with uh, some minimum player to send to Sacramento, that would that would make it all work. If that is of interest to the teams. The Jazz are in on this, but the Kings, the last thing we need is another center who signed up for an additional year beyond what George Hill has signed up for. So I, I think we're out at this point. What if we added a, a second rounder? I mean, you, you are getting Chetty Osman. Yeah, we our front office does have a particular affinity for uh, <laughs> Eastern European prospects. That is certainly true. But we just don't see Tristan Thompson. I mean, he, he blocks the our be- some of our best prospects. I mean, you don't have to, to play him. You could you could stretch him. You could wave him. I mean, the, the idea is more just we need to unload some salary and we'll give you some some sweetener to do it. I, I don't I think George Hill is probably uh, at best asset neutral, right? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. So our, our goal is to give you some assets for. But uh, we're seeing. Yeah, we're seeing Tristan Thompson as a negative value to us. Oh, sure. Again. For sure. But so. I, I think George Hill might be too. So it's just a, a swing between the negatives is what we're going for. I mean, if we're going to stretch someone, we'd stretch George Hill and then that's only costing us True. what, because uh, we can stretch that over five years because of the non-guaranteed year and end up only paying $4 million a year. That's actually a pretty good deal for us. What if we added uh, Zizich? Is that <laughs> Again, the needle? As much as we love the Eastern <laughs> European prospects, uh, we're really pretty full up at the center position at this point so i i guess the Cavs' question for the uh commissioner is how much we have to go down the road with this uh channing Fryan amon trumpet for george hill trade which we would have really liked before we traded for avery bradley like are we are we stuck and committed to that or or can we use channing fry to go after Derek favors who we'd, we'd prefer uh no i think you're probably committed to that because you know that deal has probably already happened <laughs> by the time <laughs> it, this, it, it's actually getting released yeah, 
I mean, it's it's at the one yard line now, and Cleveland never loses things at the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just glad yeah. that wasn't a Super Bowl forty nine reference. Jazz. Now that we don't have Amon Chumper or Channing Fry, is, is there a way to get Derek Favors? Hmm. So I mean, Tristan Thompson isn't is of as little interest to us as he is to Sacramento, but that is a lot of salary to take on, you know, for who's someone who's going to strictly be a backup for us. He's going to put us reasonably close to the luxury tax next year if we trade favors for an expiring Tristan Thompson. You know, he's going to put us awfully close to the luxury tax for that matter. I wish we had a middling salary uh, to send back because we'd be potentially interested in something like, uh, I mean, I'm guessing Alec, is Alec Burks a negative value at this point? He is, yeah. Yeah. See, I, w- I would like to do something where, okay, to bridge that gap, we'd take back Alec Burks, but then it's just too much money for us. Uh, we'd be adding about $6 million in salary plus all the luxury tax. That's too much. Uh, now we don't have Channing Fry as a neutral expiring contract. What about Kyle Korver? You really to send him back. I mean, it's quite popular here in Utah. Hmm. He's played so well for us. He's one of the few players who who are happy with in his role. He's contributing to that bench. Hmm. But how different is his role going to be now that you've added Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley and potentially and George Hill and still have <laughs> J.R. Smith? That's true. So are you are you still looking to get that first round pick or or yes. you're getting Corver? Yeah. Hmm. So it'd be Favors and Burks for Thompson, Corver, and a first rounder. Yep. Now, we don't want to lose Kyle Corver with that. If we could do it as two second rounders, we'll do it. Do we have any I mean, second rounders, I guess, before I, I offer them? Your second rounders aren't the most valuable second rounders around. They might be very valuable year from Well, now. that's true. I guess that's a good point. Right. I mean, at this at this point, I start to wonder if I can get a better deal for Derek Favors elsewhere. Is, is there are there interest in Derek Favors? Uh, my East, uh, east uh, sellers are not particularly interested. My West buyers are very full up at center. A lot of them like Derek Favors, but there just isn't a way to make it work. How about the Bucks? Would the Bucks be interested in Derek Favors? Bucks here, we would, but uh, it's running into the same problem as DeAndre Jordan. A lot of these, the matching salary is is a long-term bad salary, and our first-round pick is probably too valuable. And we already traded it to Phoenix, and then future ones are probably more valuable than the Cavs this year. It's going to be tough to to beat that. I know. I mean, I think if I can't get that first-round pick from you, you Cleveland, then I'm inclined to just keep Derek Favors the rest of the season as a backup center and figure it out from there and part-time power forward I'm trying to think of who else might have some interest in him um yeah i mean it really i think the only way you're going to get something for him utah is if you're willing to take back bad salary in exchange and then maybe you can get to your to getting a first rounder right i mean i think thompson's is just a little too much money to do that and i'm not getting a first rounder so what's thompson's guarantee in the last year of his contract i think his uh his is fully guaranteed yeah okay well We'll do it with the first rounder. All right. I, I had one other one here that you guys might think about. What about to Philly uh, for Jared Bayless and then one of the Philly younger assets or, you know, one of their overseas guys or something like that? Yeah, 76ers uh, here. I mean, we, we would do that. depends on which asset. Uh, we, we would definitely rather have Derek Favors than, than Jared Bayless. But it, I guess it would depend on the asset that the Jazz are, are interested in. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, what do you have available? Dan that you might be willing to throw in uh, so looking it over I mean we would do something for TLC or or Justin Anderson or I'm trying to see if, uh, what additional draft picks we have yeah well you've got uh, Andres Pashniks uh, you got Jonah yeah. Bolden. We would not do overseas. it for Bolden. We would not do it for Bolden. Uh, we might do. We'd probably do it for Poshnex. 
What about a first-round pick? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'd do that. I mean, we're a, a middling playoff team. I, I think that's too high. Well, what if we did this? What if we did it down the road a little bit? I mean, we've already gotten Boston's first-round pick this year. I mean, obviously, we traded our own uh, potentially. Yeah, there's just so much uncertainty with our team between Embiid and Fultz. I mean, we, we definitely have high goals and high aspirations, but this could drop off. And it, you know, getting Derek Favors for the rest of the year, we probably wouldn't re-sign him. Just isn't worth that kind of risk. I mean, what's it going to cost you to get off Jared? Bayless's salary next summer when you're trying to clear cap space. Well, contracts will come off the books. More teams will have room. And I'm, we're not even sure we'll need that cap space. I mean, we hope we do. But what if we strike out in free agency uh, and Markel Fultz still looks broken? We might be glad we have Bayless. Uh, he fills a role for us. We, you know, we wanted to, if we could dump him now, we would. But we're, it's not such an imperative to us right now, especially because uh, we know that Markel Fultz is in the midst of his problems right now. So Bayless is helping us the rest of this season. Mm, yeah, I don't know if you guys sound motivated enough to me yeah amazing considering it wasn't their idea to begin with <laughs> uh i think we're gonna make i mean uh, i think we're gonna make this trade with cleveland so so what exactly are the parameters there uh you is there any i mean i guess there's no point in protecting the pick then it's going to be uh favors and alec burks for kyle corver and tristan thompson and then cleveland's 2018 first round pick you know what i i i don't think the jazz would have gone for it. i probably should have tried to get uh jr smith instead of corver into the deal but that probably would have been a deal breaker yeah i'm still good with it I feel like the, the Cavs have almost completely turned over their roster, and hopefully the guys left are the few who like each other. All right, probably time to talk Lakers now. I mean, they clearly have those 2018 summer aspirations. Uh, Julius Randle's a restricted free agent. Jordan Clarkson, a, a guy they might be trying to move. They've already given up on Dang, as we talked about. Uh, so take it away here, KP. All right, well, is... is is there is there anyone who'd be interested in Jordan Clarkson without draft pick compensation? All right, I had to ask, what's who is interested in taking him on with draft picks, and what's it going to take? I'd just like to interject real quick. Reportedly, that development is a huge shock to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of things are a huge shock to the Lakers. So my teams have some space. Chicago, we we could just take him into space right now. But the problem is we're not really. We, he's quite redundant with Zach Levine. I don't think he really helps us. And you know, again, we want. He's still got two years left after this one at twelve point five per. You know, I, I think he's just generally kind of in the realm of a first round pick. Um, there are other teams I'm sure that could have expiring salary to send back uh i mean are there any teams that would be interested in taking on these last two years of clarkson for even like a first rounder i'll think about my teams um would that be would you be willing to do that lakers or, or is that just you might as well just wait at that point i think we would probably wait if it's a first round pick but uh we'd have the conversation uh, what else do you have that you could throw in that's not a first round pick to sweeten the deal uh does anyone like evita zubach thomas bryant i mean the one thing is we're super secretly willing to listen on brandon ingram if people are are interested in him you know if, if people still value him is that elite draft pick that uh that uh, people thought when he was coming into the league well but what kind of a return would you be wanting for him just future draft picks probably another young talent um yeah i don't think that those types of trades usually just like challenge trades like that don't usually seem to happen right and the lakers are out of it this year so getting back better in talent i mean that seems like more of a summer thing if they get who they want in free agency that maybe they could move him or move ball and try to get back some that would work i mean for for my teams no we are not unless we get a first round pick uh we are not interested in taking on clarkson and then i unfortunately probably have the other teams that would even consider it 
Uh, you know, Dallas is another team that has the cap space to do it. Uh, but now we're looking at a pretty healthy amount of 2018 cap space. So I don't think we're ready to make that move yet. Oh, what uh, about Sacramento? He certainly fits a Sacramento kind of player. But also, like, they're not going to be doing it, at least the, the first year of those of the two extras, 18, 19, they're not going to be doing much with their space then. I'm just thinking out loud here. Right. And uh, maybe send back Channing Fry and Vince Carter and something, some combination of those guys. I mean, someone else would have to take them over, though. I, I don't see why the Kings would do that either if they're not getting oh, yeah. a pick. Oh, no, I was deal. assuming they would get something, get an asset of some sort. Yeah. I no, mean, no. I, I don't think the Lakers have anything that's like... Like less than a first round pick that's actually that's still true. worth something other than and and, and seconds are not going to get it done for you know taking on over 20 million dollars in salary over the next two years i mean the question is whether there's someone out there that views jordan clarkson is like an eight million dollar a year player and the answer is probably unfortunately that 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 person may exist but that person is not in this mock trade deadline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's what the lakers have to hope is that someone thinks that what clarkson did the first month of the season is a real thing but again there's a little bit too much group think among us yeah well and also my uh, my teams just don't really have a need for that type of player either at this point um you know presumably it's a team that needs shot creation but my teams are all so bad uh as and we don't really like miami could maybe use him in theory but they don't have any expiring contracts to send back yeah i don't know i mean this may be worth saving for the uh for the off mock off season then uh what about julius randall any interest out there in julius randall before he hits restricted free agency this summer so you're talking you're would you what would you be looking for there i mean i, th- I think I first mean, rounder see, just generally seems a little too rich for me right i mean uh, i would say get, second yeah. rounder and expiring probably gets it done at this point since you know it's going to be tough to fit him in fit his cap hold in next summer well certainly uh, as the atlanta hawks that is something that we would be interested in um brooklyn do we have the expiring money are the hawks a team that would have any interest in clarkson not unless we get a first rounder. I mean, what we, if it's a second can, rounder? Think, what if it's us sending a second rounder, Randall and Clarkson? <sighs> you know, I don't know how well Randall fits with our culture. We've we've got John Collins, who would be totally redundant with Randall that we're trying to develop. We don't want to pay Randall this year either. We're probably still in take on bad money rebuilding mode. Um, so I don't think Randall's enough to get it done to take on Clarkson. I think that if it's just a second and an expiring, I think as Orlando, we might be willing to do that we could send back shelvin mack we can't take on his one million guarantee i mean even that's more than we're willing to take on for next year so it'd have to be his own yeah okay fine yes <laughs> he's uh he's 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 available <laughs> get him into the pacific time zone for for danny to watch yeah i'm sure we could equal out salary if you wanted a flower a flower space but i think Hazonia for randall works straight up right yes yes it does and in terms of second rounders could we give you the worst of our our second and Brooklyn's in 2019. You mean 2020? Do we not have our 2019 second runner? No, you do. Orlando or, and Brooklyn's. No, they have it. They have it both times. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I had too. Yeah. There's a really complicated list of protections on Real GM for the for the two or uh, not protections, but uh, various swaps around 2019 picks for them. Yeah, but but they have Brooklyn straight out. And they do have, and it's the most favorable. It looks like of Orlando, Cleveland, Houston, and Portland that they have. So what are those two? one of those whatever the best of those is probably going to be pretty good and the broken is probably going to be pretty good so yeah i think we'll do that all right come on down i think that randall and aaron gordon together in the front court could be an interesting switchable lineup 
um you know great now we've got another center but it's not the end of the world i guess i, I think that's just just to get someone with the scoring ability of randall and someone who can switch a little bit defensively now and we'll just hope to get him on a, on a pretty cheap deal as a restricted free agent just get get a look at him i think we, we've got so many second rounders and uh th- th- that that seems reasonable and we have no interest really in his obviously so uh since we declined his fourth year option peanut gallery i'm sure lakers fans are disappointed by that but i think it's a nice move for orlando just to take a take a flyer on a guy they have so little financial flexibility it's kind of like a second mid-level exception for them yeah you know i i think actually randall just potentially holding on to his restricted rights if they don't get anywhere or maybe if they could move clarkson and dang and and or they only get one big free agent instead of two of them uh that just to hold on to randall i think that actually would be worth more to me than the second rounder but uh you know i guess uh la's gm it's a new regime in town it's not as interested in randall especially with him bitching about playing time well speaking of bitching about playing time how's it going to go over in orlando with biombo and and vucevic and you know i i just wonder you know wonder about how that fits even with the upside yeah, I mean, Randall could play okay with Vucevic, but I mean, we're so bad, we don't care. Like Vucevic, yeah. Biombo, those, those guys are all just sunk costs to us at this point. By the way, Vucevic, uh, very available if anybody would like to trade for him. Yeah, I, d- I definitely like the value aspect of it for Orlando. I just think it comes with some complications maybe in the locker room. Yeah, well, I mean, we're they're, so they're bad worried anyway, about sabotaging like it, yeah. such a great recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not say yeah, I mean, uh, complications at the how, trade, how do you how do you room. think how do you think that which is already sunk? <laughs> Uh, I think, breaking, I think, yeah. breaking news, by the way, the Cavs, when we traded Kevin Love to the Pistons, we traded all-star Kevin Love to the Pistons. Oh, they, damn, that means he could be traded for Kemba Walker. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, too late. That's a, that's a shame. Well, the Pistons uh, may still try to do it. Um, all right, we'll get right back to finishing up the mock trade deadline part three after this. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, there's no reason to wait to set your plans in action. You're probably procrastinating on starting your website because you're not sure exactly how to do that. You think it's going to be a ton of work, but Squarespace makes that so much easier. My fiance uses Squarespace for her personal homepage for her yoga business. She found it incredibly easy to set up her site and you can do the same, whether it's showcasing your work, publishing a blog, publishing content. If you want to sell products and services, it's just a few clicks to get started. You can customize everything from the look and feel to settings and products. Or if you don't want to customize everything, they've got plenty of templates that you can use. Also, it's optimized for mobile right out of the box as well. And they've got great analytics that can help you grow in real time. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to patch anything. You don't have to upgrade. They have 24-7 customer support. So if you're someone who works on your website at, at night the way I work at night, they've got that support there for you. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code CAPSPACE. Easy to remember CAPSPACE. We're talking about it all the time here on this show. That'll save you 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com. Offer code CAPSPACE. Don't forget to use that CAPSPACE code and let them know that you came from us. All right, next up here... Portland, do you have any other moves that, that you're trying to make? Well, we'd like to explore the market from Maurice Harkless, who's fallen out of the rotation in recent times, who's coming off an excellent 2016-17 season, uh, making about 10, between 10 to 11 million over the next two years here. So that's reasonable if he's, you know, your eighth man, as we think he can be on many teams. Is there any interest in Maurice Harkless? 
well, Pacers here. Yeah. Uh, we're interested. You know, do you view him as a slightly negative asset at this point, considering your your cap constraints or your I mean, tax constraints? I should say. I mean, I'd say we view him as pretty neutral, but uh, define how negative. Well, you know, I, I mean, we're we're interested, uh, and there's a few different ways we could do this with all of our semi-expiring contracts and whatnot. It seems to me the simplest version is Mo Harkless for Lance Stevenson and Joe Young, uh, which would get you completely under the tax. Okay, I like that, and it adds. Uh, Stevenson's a team option. Joe Young is uh, a team option and non-guaranteed, so it adds no money for us next year. And you would do that straight up? Oof. I, I mean, oh man, do the Pacers really want to give up on their cap space for 2018 this easily? Yeah, no, we probably wouldn't do it straight up. I mean, but we do think Harkless can help us. We do think he fits a need, so we're not going to be asking as much as other teams that view him as just a, a distressed asset. Uh, but but we would like a little something more. That, that's why we we're looking at maybe some other ways of doing it, where we would send you Corey Joseph and we would get uh, Shabazz Napier, who's having a real nice year. Maybe you guys can't resign, but could have a future with us. Well, well, if we trade Harkless, we feel better about our chances of potentially re-signing Napier, depending on what happens with Yusuf Nurkic. Um, Good luck Joseph, with, with keeping both of those guys affordable. When you well, guys no, hit don't. a wall, the Knicks, the Knicks would love to break in here as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm listening. Knicks? So we would be willing to send you back Courtney Lee if we could get a first-round pick out of the deal. So we get a guy who can play. But we end up spending more money on this one. Well, we could we could take back some more salary potentially. They could take Vonley as well. Yeah, no, yeah, we could take Vonley. Um, you know, there might be some other guys that we have that you think could help you. But the the core of the deal would be uh, Harkless and a first rounder for Courtney Lee. Yeah, I'm just not sure I see Courtney Lee as enough of an upgrade to do a first-round pick for him. So I'd, I'd rather probably continue to discuss this with Indiana. So uh, one other option that could make sense, and if I did my math right, this would also get you completely out of the tax, is uh, Harkless and Vonley for Al Jefferson. Okay. What, what else are we offering here? Are we giving up here? Or are you willing to do that? Uh, we would need slightly more, uh, but but we would do it. Do you have any additional draft picks? So second rounders or low firsts? <laughs> well, I, I don't know how low our, uh, low our firsts are going to be. Any yeah, but it, so I guess they're all your own. Yes, we have got that Cleveland pick. So let's see here. It doesn't look like we have picks in 2018 or 2019, but 2020 we have our own pick as long as it's in the top 55. In 2019, you also have the more favorable of Minnesota or the Lakers, so that's probably going to be a late second, depending on how you feel about the Lakers, but that is an option. Okay. These real, <laughs> these ones where it's like more favorable of like five draft picks. Or so, so <laughs> and and you have the 2021 from Miami. Uh, we'll do it if you add both those picks, the, the more the 20- favorable of Minnesota or the Lakers in 2019 and the 2021 of Miami. All right. We'll bet that the Lakers sign somebody in free agent, in free agency. We'll do it. All right. So what do we got here again? So the the deal is Al Jefferson for Mo Harkless, Noah Vonley, and two second rounders. If I had thrown uh, Doug McDermott into the mix, Portland, would that nope. have changed things for you at no. all? No. That's correct. <laughs> Why? It's, you, it's you, not, you, oh, go you ahead. Get, you get close to some special lineups if you add McDermott to their mix. <laughs> It's it's nice to use Al Jefferson in that from Indiana's perspective because he has the largest of the guarantee for for next season. It's four million, uh, so better to use him, and he's probably the worst player of those guys. 
All right, let's let's get to some of these Hawks guys here. We've got a ton of guys available that we think could help a team. They're expiring contracts. We would be willing to take back some longer-term money, but we would want to get a first-round pick for them as well. But at least you know you can go back to your fan base and say, hey, these guys help you. So Ilyasova, Deadman, he's only six million for next year. Bellinelli, Mike Muscala is five million for next year. Luke Babbitt, Malcolm Delaney. So we could do if if you wanted us to take back salary for next year uh, you know you're probably looking at giving up a, a first unless it's like pretty minimal or you can just get one of those guys and probably just have to give up a, a second per one of them or you could get all of them and, and, and get a first rounder those are kind of the constructions that we're looking at here or some kind of an asset as well like philly would you have any interest in in Ilyasova and bellinelli oh we sure wouldn't we were just pulling up a proposal uh so i think the most likely way to do it just because of our concerns about faults and rather than giving up more to dump bayless now uh, something with trevor booker going to you so it'd be a, just a matter of what the compensation would be yeah well if you get bellinelli you don't really need bayless anymore uh maybe not quite as much uh but bayless is obviously a, a better ball handler uh more capable in some ways there i, I guess i guess the our question let's hash out what the difference would be uh, if it were booker or were bayless well so so do you want Ilyasova and bellinelli we do Okay. I mean, it does make sense for us to take that money back. Um, but w- if you could get those two guys for Bayless, could we get a first rounder out of you or, or equivalent? Which of our young players do you view as equivalent? Well, I mean, the, we would have interest in, in quite a few. I, I think, um, you know, Justin Anderson is someone we wouldn't mind getting into, uh, Hawks University. Mm. Um, Jonah Bolden, your overseas stash, who uh, you're, you're going to be hard up for roster spots, um, next year. So he's someone that we, are very interested in another good Hawks University candidate as well. You you um, are talking to the person involved in the 76ers front office who is the biggest fan of Jonah Bolden. So that one might be tough, but Justin Anderson seems like a fair type of, of returnist. Well, it's got to be more than sure, that. sure. That, but I'm saying he's like a fair piece to get us closer, and that's and that's with Bayless, right? The, that we're kind of starting with. Yeah, with with Bayless. Um, well, we'd prefer to just do a first-round pick. Yeah, it's probably too steep for us. Uh, but but we could put together, you know, some pieces like like Justin Anderson uh, and something else or two. That's not quite a first-rounder. Um, do you like TLC? Yes. Um, I mean, maybe well, I get, maybe they'll. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, don't worry about it. I was going to make a TLC because never mind. We're going to chase some waterfalls. Uh, maybe we could do those three: uh, Bayless, Anderson, TLC for Bellinelli and Ilyasova. That's pretty salary neutral. It's within a hundred thousand dollars, and it's two nice yeah. assets for you—the type of assets that you guys always maximize. Yeah, and that actually gets you off of a little money for next year as well. Um, could you throw in Furkan Korkmaz as well? He's coming off a Liz Frank injury. Uh, we could do him instead. No, I think I think TLC and Anderson are guys that that would be good for us. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a reasonably fair trade. But uh, what else is out there in terms? of being interested in uh, Ilyasova and Bellinelli. So Denver, we were interested only in Bellinelli because we don't need another power forward. We we have a lot of them, and uh, but we were it was that was going to be more of a bigger deal involving Kenneth Reed. So we think we're probably out with the return. It looks like you're getting. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we could take back Farid as well, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think we'd be much more interested in Hernan Gomez than uh, any of those guys that Philly was talking about. But we don't, we don't think we're ready to give up Wancho just for for kind of dumping because Bellinelli, especially now that we got Jonathan Simmons already, like we don't have that need in the rotation. We still even have Will Barton at this point, so we don't think we have much of a need yeah. for him. No, that's true. Our guys don't really help you that much. All right, I, I mean, unless there's anyone else, I think we'll we'll do that Philly. All right, so that's uh, Timothy Luau Cabarro, Justin Anderson, and Jared Bayless for Ursan Ilyasova and Marco Bellinelli. I'm going to congratulate Dan Feldman for for getting out of for getting out of uh, Bayless's contract without giving up Jonah Bolden because it seems like that was going to be impossible. And also because I feel like it would give you KPRI. TLC was was from Atlanta, the band. So I think that's great that he's going there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, KP, what do you think of that one? Uh, it seems reasonable to me. I mean, I think that Philly is a team that's ideally suited for this sort of trade that we've talked about in terms of getting off the, you know, Bayless's salary clearly for them, but then also getting players who can help them win this year since that does seem to be a priority for them. Yeah, and they actually save another $4 million next year as well to uh, in addition to Bayless. So this that opens up actually, uh, although they're probably getting into roster charges at that point, but that in theory opens up another... 12 million or so in cap space for them next year and and opens a roster spot this year if i'm not mistaken they still have their room exception uh, which could be useful to get a another center this is true Okay, who wants to propose something next year? I want to just throw Will Barton out there just to see if if anybody's interested because then we could make a corresponding move for a smaller guard. We we were happy to keep him around. We want to still make the playoffs this year, but if anybody has a real interest, we we would listen. What kind of price are you looking for? Could you do a, a second rounder for him? Would that be enough? It would have to be a strong second, so like a bit, I would assume at least top ten, but hopefully top five. Uh, heat here, we could use another guy who could get to the basket for this year. We don't have a t- ton of seconds to trade right now we are (laughs) yeah you're out for a while let me scroll down here Uh, our first available second rounder is in 2022, and then we could also trade a 2024 second rounder. But you, maybe you'd be more interested in some of our younger guys, like a, a Rodney Magruder, who should be back, we hope, soon from that. Uh, Okara White, just get, who's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. Um, those are probably the two guys that we could make available. Um, we might also be interested... And if you guys wanted to just pick up Dion Waiters for next year, who could kind of play the Barton role, we are and not. Maybe get off. Okay, and even if you could get off of Farid. Oh. Oh, so you're thinking, so your your idea would be Barton and Fareed for Dion Waiters? Yeah, well, and, and we could send a little more back to you there as well. So, okay, so Dion Waiters is paid, so he has another, oh God, he has a long time left on his contract. Um, no, he doesn't. Four, <laughs> yeah, so, so Dion Waiters has, so, so let's, let's call them about a wash for 18-19, but then he gets 12 million and 12.7. While Waiters would help, we, I mean, we could use our mid-level exception or something like that we feel like that's tying her it's an interesting idea and it's far more interesting than we anticipated but we're not ready to make that kind of a commitment and we don't even know i mean he has the surgery it's not a guarantee so thank you for the idea what about what about um bam i'm assuming is off the table yes yeah he's looked awesome what about Justin Um, off the table as well 
you know, if we got Barton back, could you also take Tyler Johnson off our hands and we no. could take Fareed? We could take Fareed, though. Well, that's another $20 million almost for 2019-20 for when Jokic is going to get paid. Well, he will have already been paid. I mean, if you were... No, I'm not even going to throw Plumlee in here because I know the Nuggets wouldn't. Um, God, if we still had Darrell Arthur. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we can get yeah, there. It's an it's, interesting, interesting thought. I mean, we would like to have Will Barton. I mean, can we just focus back in uh, on that? I mean... Wait, I'm trying to think to... we had a sweetener to Justice Winslow to make this happen because I think... Oh, so you're saying just wins, Winslow for Barton, but you guys throw something else in? Yeah. Like, obviously, a first is too much. Um, we're seeing Malik Beasley as the next Will Barton. That's our hope. Looking at, like, would a second be enough for you or is that, or two seconds? Because you're short, so, woefully short on seconds. Uh, that's a good point. So it would be Barton, two seconds for Justice Winslow? Yes. And we have a lot of seconds that we can use depending on what you're interested in. We can talk about that. Uh, we're interested in the best ones. <laughs> okay. So we have our, we have, our, we don't have our own in 2018, but we have our own in 2019. We also have Washington's 2019. And then we have Portland's 20, we have Portland's 2018. Well, so, so yeah, so you got, yeah, we'd love to get one for 2018. So was, yeah, that Portland 2018 sounds decent. Um, And then you've got either Washington's or your, so yeah, and then how about the better of yours or Washington's in 2019? Sure. That's totally fine. All right. So Will Barton for Justice Winslow and those two second rounders. I, I would do that deal. Yes. Okay. I will do it as well. Peanut gallery. I think it's nice value for the nuggets, uh, but I'm just concerned about adding salary for, for future years that, you know, Denver is going to be really pressed next year. Uh, I also like the fit, fit wise for Miami, though, not necessarily the value. So I suppose that about evens out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, what do you think of Winslow, right? I, I get it for Denver because they just want to get some more guys. They got Simmons now too, who can just uh, play some defense uh, on the wing and hopefully develop a little bit or, and then for Miami, it's just, all right, is Winslow really ever going to develop? He's had trouble staying healthy. Uh, and they're kind of in win mode now uh, win now mode i should say uh, so barton helps and they could potentially re-sign barton as well depending on what happens next year they'll have full bird rights on him all right the knicks uh, have willie hernan gomez who uh, we need to clear out something in terms of centers we're not crazy enough to think that anyone might be interested in joakim noah but Hernan Gomez is a guy we think maybe could be a starting center. It's just, it's tough with Porzingis and with all the other centers available. Uh, Kyle O'Quinn also available from the Knicks as well. But Hernan Gomez, I think, is a real asset. We'd like to get something back for him. Maybe some kind of equivalent talent on the wing. Uh, I don't think we would do it for a second rounder, though. And if, if I need to make a proposal, Stanley Johnson, is he still on the Pistons? He is, but he's our starting uh, small forward now with with. Kevin Love, you know, traded Tobias Harris. Not a lot of other options there, and, and we're pretty set at center. Well, you don't really have a backup center. I guess you're, you've got like Moreland and, and Boban. I think Hernan Gomez could be better than either of those guys. Um, Is could he? We... <laughs> I, I think you're going to have a tough time convincing me he, he's better than those guys. Uh, Boban can play that similar type of role, and I think is better. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you don't want Boban's money, and Moreland can play a different style, and, and he's had a nice year for who he is. Well, actually, you know if we could get stanley johnson back you know we we could take back boban and throw in like lance thomas yeah no i mean we're, we're nowhere near the, a, the ballpark a, there how about uh doug mcdermott yeah same, same. uh do, do you still have courtney lee yes 
we do. So how would he fit into this mix? I don't know, but we like Courtney Lee on the wing more than any of those other players you mentioned. Well, could we do something with Courtney Lee uh, for Stanley Johnson? So something built around that? Yeah, if we're going to trade Stanley Johnson, I think we'd, we'd want some more. Uh, and we, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll play Reggie Bullock at small forward. He might, he actually might be our, still our starting small forward over Stanley Johnson, where Stanley could play some different types of matchups. So wh- while I think Courtney Lee is better in a vacuum right now, I'm not sure he helps our team more than Stanley Johnson just because he's more similar to Reggie Bullock and he obviously is a downgrade long term for from Stanley Johnson's potential so so no I don't really think there's anything workable there what if we could take back Langston Galloway now if you take back John Luehr we might be in business although yeah if you could take back John Luehr uh we we could do something we could maybe find something no I mean Luehr I mean a first rounder is probably worth more than Stanley Johnson right now on his own and so if you want us to take back uh, Luehr that's basically you know a first round picks worth of money so unless you wanted yeah i, I don't think we got it there um anybody else for willie hernan gomez I, who completely got it's so funny right like trying to trade a center and instantly the discussion turns to wings and completely uh, uninterested so yeah courtney lee also available as well from the knicks i think leak maybe maybe we should talk leave first before we even talk hernan gomez because i think a lot of teams might be interested in him now my teams are my teams are pretty good there uh i mean they've uh, new orleans got Damari carroll so that was kind of the the move for a wing there and most of my other teams are pretty capped out the Cavs were interested but obviously already made all their moves yeah really I guess not that much of a market for Lee right now and Hernan Gomez nobody's really interested in him either huh at the type of price we're talking about i mean portland might have some interest in him is a cheaper alternative to Yusuf nurkic but that's probably something we would want to pursue this summer not now yeah and you guys don't really have the type of wings that we're looking to get back either raptors here oh oh yeah 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 uh i mean we've got valentunas oh yeah that's what we need another center making (laughs) over 15 million dollars per year i mean would you be willing to do but but you also uh, have some bad contracts right so we could bridge you know we could take hernan gomez for valentunas and maybe bridge that with some of your bad contracts. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you really can handle these bad contracts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, was, I was thinking more us. in the Lance so, Thomas range than the Joe Kim hey, Noah. Hey, Nix, how are you feeling about Derek White? We He has more years of team control, and he is guarding. Yeah, no, no, not if it's just straight up. Forget it. He's already... What about he, he's might second? be He might be older than Hernan Gomez. No, I don't think so. Um, What about... uh? Would you have any interest, Toronto, in Pascal Siaka? straight up for Hernan Gomez? No, I don't think so. I think we'd rather have Siakam. We value our culture and, you know, he's made some growth in our culture. Also, he's not a center and you already have a bunch of centers. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the thought would be they'd be moving on from Valanciunas and so, and Bebe probably, so they would want a, a quality cheap backup center. Which would leave them only with Pirtle, Ibaka, and Siakam able to play center. <laughs> All right, looks like nothing's really out there for uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. Sons, any interest? Sons. I mean, we got to figure out our own set of centers first before we do anything. Yeah. Uh, are, do you guys want to offer up like Alex Len? I guess we haven't heard that. Yeah, Sun Centers might be the place to go next here. Uh, well, let's start with Greg Monroe. Is there any interest in Greg Monroe? Well, are you willing to take back bad money? Depends what you're willing to give. That goes beyond this year. I mean, well, because there have been. It seems like they were not really willing to do that up until this point. Our caps, it's, I mean, yes, that's, that was kind of a, a breaking point in the Eric Bledsoe trade. But, you know, this is a slightly different management and recognizing the fact that 
that we've only got limited cap space next year, you know, depending on what we do with Alan Williams, speaking of the amount of centers on our roster. I mean, we're at 17 million. So, you know, 2019 is a better time for us to make a splash in free agency. So if it's someone who can help us, you know, the next couple of seasons, but is maybe overpaid, that's something we're willing to consider. Does Kenneth Freed help you? Maybe. We I mean, we don't want we we're not looking to give up a first right now to to unload Kenneth Reed just because doing that. But you know if if the asking price is maybe I don't know a lower end a lower end asset than that we could consider it. But we think that you want something more, and we don't need Monroe at all. It would just be as a vessel for the contract. Right. Yeah. None of my teams are are interested in Monroe as a player. One of my teams could use him as a player, but I, I think we recognize it's not going to happen. Bucks here. Well, yeah. It's, it's not allowed. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Since they just traded away. Uh, Phoenix, would you be interested in a Hassan Whiteside for Greg Monroe swap straight up? No, I mean, well, we might be willing to go into our cast space. I think that's that's too long-term a deal and, and too much money. Anybody else interested in Hassan Whiteside? We're going to trade him, I swear. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think any of my teams are really looking for that type of salary relief. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's... No, I was thinking about Ryan Anderson, but they wouldn't do a straight salary dump at this point with him. He can actually help them. Kitty, why are you trying to break up the second best team in the league i'm not trying to break trading ryan anderson is not breaking up the rocket trading him for greg monroe i think by that's why i that's why i stopped myself from offering it and i wouldn't have given up an asset all right well it looks like we're probably just gonna have to buy greg monroe out at this point and given the way the market is going i just don't see there being enough interest in alex len to make it worth worth our while trading him uh if that is untrue let me know Otherwise, I guess the Suns can. Uh, oh, can... actually, while we're while we're talking about low end qualifying offer centers, Houston just wanted to kick the tires on Nerwin's Noel. We're we have Tarek Black who makes similar money, so we didn't know if you'd rather because we just roll the dice on him to see if it's possible. But if you guys don't want that, it's fine. I mean, would you give us a second? Intuitively, mm-hmm. so you guys have the least favorable of Memphis, Charlotte, and Miami this year. Which is actually not that unfavorable. Yeah, that, I think that's too much for for Nerlens at this point because it would be a, it'd be a whole thing to resign him. We have all this other stuff, but we would give up our own 2020. Yeah, I guess we'd do that. Uh, will Noel sign off on this trade? Nate, are you going to play the agent here? Uh, so this is uh, to Houston. Yes. Yes. What's my role going to be, Houston? We are going to tactically rest our centers a lot because we don't we can do that. And we, if you if you you'll be the guy who receives all of those minutes as Tark Black has been right now and if we like you i mean we're we're an asset we're an asset building team if you you can have the opportunity to show and we think that the minutes you'll get with us will be better than the minutes not not more minutes but i mean if you're playing with james harden and or chris paul you're going to look better with us than you would look anywhere else i mean i don't know if you've seen your role so far this season in dallas nerlands but uh <laughs> it might be more minutes and and you're losing your bird rights here is not a real big loss. Well, are there any other teams that would want to trade for me? I guess uh, Cleveland's got Derek Favors now, so they wouldn't want to do that. You know, I I mean, I kind well, of want to o- just o- like... Oklahoma City here, if you got bought out, we wouldn't trade for you. But if you got bought out, we would sign you to the minimum and you would you could play our backup center minutes. Why don't you just trade for me? We don't have the filler salary to make that work. And we want you to be cheaper. Well, I mean, OKC is you're trying to get off of Kyle Singler anyway, right? 
right? What if you traded Singler away to get Noel? Uh, this is his agent trying to do this behind the scenes, obviously. If, if they're willing uh, to do it without a, if they're willing to do it without receiving a first round pick or Terrence Ferguson, we don't, we're not, we're not very asset rich. What, what do they have in seconds? Well, before we get to that, Dallas, is that even within the realm of possibility for you? Because if it's in, if it's, we're talking seconds, then sure. So let's see. If we stretched Kyle Singler after this year, it'd be a million on our cap for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can probably do that. We can probably. So okay, so that. we 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 could either do our own second, or we could do. Uh, we have we have Boston's, assuming they have one of the five best records. Either one of those. I mean, I think you're gonna. We're, we are still adding some money. I, I might have to get two seconds here. How about both of those? Well, I, we would, ra- okay, we would so ra- Boston. Boston's gonna have one of the five best records. I mean, yeah, look at are. where Cleveland's falling off. You you would be receiving that pick, and we we're a little bit worried about giving away our future seconds because we already have all these first round picks owed. So we'd rather just rip the bandaid off right now and do it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we can do this. Nerlens, would you prefer that? Yeah, I think I'd rather go to OKC where they because they just don't have anyone else at backup center. I'll be the third center in Houston. Okay, OKC, we're good. We're good with that. Um, we can't give you Ronnie Price's money for this year, sadly. So, <laughs> if only. All right, bring it up. Peanut Gallery. I still think that there's a you know we've long overvalued Noel in this space. So I mean that's probably is pretty realistic for his value. I think maybe I don't know if those second rounders. I mean, what is the highest of those second rounders? is going to be like 50 or something yeah okay see i think that pick will probably be around 50 yeah so i'm not sure that that's enough to get off of singler yeah yeah and you're getting back Noel, who can play. No, I, I love that deal for OKC. I, I don't know if if I like it as much for Dallas, but, uh, but too bad. Uh, Mark Cuban got a little drunk and agreed. <laughs> Just one yeah. game with Noel. Yeah, Rick Carlisle really pushed for that one. Okay, so now can we hop back on the on the uh, the Spencer Dinwiddie thing? And so I have a new idea because Brooklyn made okay. a, Brooklyn made a trade. So now Damari Carroll is out. He's unavailable. That's okay. So the idea that we had is we think that Hernan Gomez for Dinwiddie because of his team control and how well he fits with your team and Dinwiddie's so a little bit voice. we think that is it, that is a good deal for you so what we're thinking is you're getting Alexei Ajinsa in that Pelicans trade and you are treating him as dead salary correct deader than dead deader than dead so in that case Fareed for Ajinsa is only about it's actually it's about seven million in money for next year but it's seven million for a player who can actually play versus dead money on a player that doesn't even you doesn't even get a roster spot for you so we think that the difference there is fair and if you want to add some money just to clear some off if you don't like Nick Stauskas we can add him in to make the money work so the deal is Dinwiddie and Ajinsa for Farid and Hernan Gomez correct and is that, does that work money wise it does in combination with the New Orleans trade ah okay so just loop it in with that correct hmm I mean, Dinwiddie has played pretty well. We could also, like, extend him. You could. But is he really, I mean, he's 27. Is he really going to be a part of the future? Whereas Hernan Gomez could be. Dinwiddie probably actually helps us be good next year if we keep him around. I don't think we would ever get a first for him. I mean, I guess he could just continue to play really well and you just buy it a little more. But his value is only going to go down with D'Angelo Russell coming back. Yeah, I'm a believer in Hernan Gomez. I, I would do that. And Fareed, maybe we can get something for him next year as well. Um... 
you know we don't have a ton of cap space this offseason Hernan Gomez is the exact type of player who's going to fit in in Atkinson's Atkinson's system yeah I think we'll do it it does look like to get the money square that we do need to have like Stauskas in the deal does that make any difference to you not the slightest okay all right right, so once yeah go ahead is that folded into the previous trade then is that become a three-way it does become a three-way yeah but they can functionally be agreed to us you know it it would be as it would trade call it would be done as one call oh so you're thinking about the touching requirement yeah you can make that work pretty easily oh no because the ginsa yeah you're fine well yeah denver and denver and new orleans would have to touch each other in some way well they would something from denver like i could send a little bit of money or a heavily protected second there that's easy to do fair enough all right i like it so now can i explain why i was obsessed with getting dinwiddie for denver or does it make sense no no please let's hear i mean i guess it just you know having a cheap third guard option is important a a, a third guard option that is cost controlled for next year because yeah because they just lost will barton exactly so that was the way that i was trying to do this the whole time was trying to lose trying to get that and so then dinwiddie and he played while i don't think this is a huge deal he played his college basketball at colorado so that maybe that'll get some fans excited in for from boulder and and so he's under contract then he and i think he meshes reasonably well with both jamal murray and gary harris so i i I, i've i've thought of that like two weeks ago and i've been fixated on it since then i just think it's such a natural fit yeah i like it that's a a good one what do you guys think yeah i like the fit there too i i think it makes a lot of sense for denver and brooklyn ended up getting farid in this yeah but we gave up a jinsa right so we basically so it's about the difference between them yeah yeah goes to denver yeah i'm not sure it's quite enough uh that brooklyn got for for the difference in those salaries uh, i don't think it's like unreasonable but you know dinwiddie is a solid young player hernan gomez is a solid young player who who has higher upside uh maybe uh but isn't quite as good now uh so i'm not sure brooklyn got quite enough to make up that difference but it's at least in the realm of reasonable yeah i mean it's still it's all just what do you think of hernan gomez is yeah. the big question to this and also you know how real is what dinwiddie is doing too you know so there's there's risk on both sides there yes right i mean it's a from brooklyn's perspective you're selling high and buying low and, and that is generally the better side to be on yes explain how <laughs> so should we get into the like let's just dump some tax money into people's open space I mean, the bulls we've got a ton of open space still we've got at least even we're not even hitting the salary floor right now though that's less important than in past years dallas has still got 13.5 million in space that's a little bit reduced i think with the singular trade um phoenix has space indiana i don't know what they're where they're at uh, after the trades they made but um uh, indiana is almost out there at about two million dallas is still at 13 million denver at 3.2 million uh and then phoenix 8.8 million sacramento 6.5 million so who wants to dump some money portland are you guys out of the tax you're out of the tax. we are out of the tax we are good and so So, and so was washington amazingly enough clippers you guys haven't done anything yet right so you you probably want to move on from bryce johnson just to get some operating room we very much do want to do that and so that we can convert cj williams to a contract to a full nba contract uh let's see so is who i guess the question here is who's most interested in bryce johnson (laughs) does anyone like him as a player well you know it seems like there's enough competition among all these teams that have space now and i mean are there any other let's just get all on the table here we know who the potential receptacles are yeah we know who is trying to move money it's the clippers is anyone else really trying to just dump cash to either get some breathing space under the hard cap or uh or under the tax or just get out of the tax entirely well so the warriors are are interested and we will we we can pay off a player but we're not going 
willing to give up an asset beyond that. So if, if, if teams like the Bulls who are below the floor are willing to do it, we're happy to do that. I mean, I think, you know, if you're a team that's going to get more, well, yeah, I mean, if you're below the floor, then yeah, I mean, if you just get the cash they're owed, that probably is a good deal at this point. Okay, so Warriors are trying to move. That would be JaVale. Nick Young, Warriors are not willing to give up an asset to get off of him, are you? We are not. Okay. So JaVale would, be, are, most, would JaVale would be most likely, and if JaVale tries to play hardball with us, we can make an, we can say, hey, if you're going to do that, then we will, um, then we'll just waive you and the Bulls will pick you up so you can eat it. Yeah, because he can block a trade. Right. This year. Yeah, I don't know why the Bulls would pick him up, though, because then the Warriors couldn't send them any money for doing that. We will threaten it and we'll think that he'll get scared and buy it. Yeah, if I'm JaVale's, JaVale McGee's agent, I'm not agreeing to it. You, you have to just cut me, and then I can write my own ticket. Is there JaVale, is there anywhere that has cap space that you would be willing to go? Let's see. Well, I'm not going back to Dallas, I can tell you that. Indiana, do you have any use for me? Could I actually play there? We already have Lance probably, Stevenson. Probably would, you, you know the yeah. rule about how many knuckleheads you can have in a locker room. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the, the best team in the league has a couple, and they're okay. And if they you see Noah, are... if they see Noah Vonley as a center, then they're probably pretty full up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too, and they likely would. Yeah, anybody else who's just trying to cut money because it looks, it sounds like the Warriors just can't even do it. Uh, the Cavs would like to unload Alec Burks and might even be willing to take a lesser player uh, who's still making some money, but less than ten million. Yeah, I mean that's. Oof. And what are you, what are you willing to give up there though, Cavs? I mean you're you're pretty much out of assets. Yeah, I mean right? we we can't attach an asset. That's why we're we're sure we won't just be able to dump him. But you know it, it's almost just yeah. about the money at this point. So if you have a bad contract that's worth less, it doesn't need to be expiring. It, it could be two years left. We don't want to take on additional years. Although maybe we would if we got an off, off enough money this year where we're deep in the cap in, into the tax. We could we could well, take a well, three or four year contract. Well, let's just limit this to teams that want to cut money this year that have just purely expiring contracts and are going to just trade someone in space i think that's to simplify this otherwise we're going to get off the rails a little bit does cleveland have anyone that just is expiring that they want to get rid of just to reduce the tax burden don't think so but we made so many moves it's tough to know who's on our team anymore i mean Col- jose calderon, calderon you could get rid of jose calderon guy. yeah i was thinking about the, the pelicans as potentially being a being one of those teams as well just to get a little bit i think we got a little bit in the trade but to get a little more breathing room would be useful oh uh, yeah yeah the so now that we have george hill i think they actually added a little money in that trade oh so then definitely <laughs> i have been, yeah. i have you been twenty six thousand three hundred and twenty four dollars below the tax line <laughs> this is the this is the pels yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah. I, I can see tony allen perhaps being someone that they might look to move at this point especially after adding joe harris yeah and they've also i mean the hard cap is impacted too because of that weird all those weird holiday incentives yeah yeah we feel we'd feel a little bit bad about tony allen but he at this point i mean we don't we don't know exactly when he's going to be healthy and everything like that and ian clark and jameer nelson are actually playing for us so yeah if, if somebody wants to take him on we can pay his salary and that gives us a little breathing room to sign somebody all right so there are enough teams out there who has the most money to get rid of i mean Cavs. would you be willing to throw in ante zizic uh and jose calderon that'll reduce your tax bill a lot and uh this is uh bulls speaking here they're the only one of my teams with, with space if you would give us zizic or osman we would take osman too in fact yeah i think we would be willing to take zizic who i kind of see as like negative salary right now and calderon and osman all off your hands if you want that could really reduce your tax we'll just take them into space and you get a, a decent trade exception 
there too, like five million bucks. Well, and they could be huge on the buyout market. Yeah, that opens up a lot of roster slots for you too. There is some intrigue there. I'm not sure what point guards are going to hit the buyout market because right now all we have left at point guard is Isaiah Thomas, George Hill, and Jose Calderon. I guess Although Wade you... plays there and LeBron and Bradley. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, you're fine. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley can guard once. Yeah, I yeah, think if... you're good there. Okay, so. We... That's all our young players. We really are going all in here for LeBron, aren't we? I mean, but, you know, think of how much money you could save. I mean, if you if you get rid of those three guys, that would save you. I mean, I don't know exactly where you are in terms of the tax, but that would probably save you like almost $20 million. Yeah, if we're going to give you both of those young guys, we, we'd like to get like a second rounder back. Well, the Bulls' second rounders, you know what? We don't give a shit about our second rounders. <laughs> we just traded one of them for Cameron Payne. We'll trade him away well, to get were, rid of Anthony Randolph. Million man, they're they're valuable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you send me any cash still, Cleveland? If you throw in all the rest of your cash too, um, and then maybe we could give you like one of our crappier second rounders back. I, I will note that Chicago has New Orleans as second this year. That's and, not crappy enough, and does not have their own or the next two years. Okay, we have two point one million left in cash. So that so two point. Have you got? Do you guys? Can you guys receive two point one million? Yeah, I think they can receive yes, two point five. Yes. Uh, yeah, we we got the the Pondexter move. Um, so yeah, we can we can get that back still. And then as far as which second, we would give you our twenty twenty second rounder. Man, this is is there anybody out, else out there who uh who's who could take these players who's not driving such a hard bargain? We'd like to get a little. You know, these are two promising young players. This seems like a little too much. Suns Suns have the space to do this. So do the Mavs. We do. I mean, I don't think the Mavs are interested because that takes too much of a chunk out of their free agency and they think they can be players next summer phoenix has maybe a little more interest but i i just don't know that i see jody osman the othman and uh and zizic's great fits for what the suns are trying to do here so all right i i guess we have to do it we save you know all that money and we can use that to to buy second rounders and get comparable assets when when we're ready to have Wait, them one more before what about the hawks or do they just have so many young guys now that they don't give a shit well um, the hawks can't do it they got rid of all their expirings oh that's right oh yeah never mind yeah good call yeah and it's also, yeah, I think we actually took on more money, so we're over the cap. Uh, you're like 900, you're a million under right now, according to my calculation. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let, let's uh, let's do it. I love it. And I, I feel Chicago terrible Bulls. about this trade, but it's just so much money. Yeah. It's just really hard to see Osmond. You know, he's, they, those, Osmond and Zizic have had some small chances to contribute, but I think their value is much lower than it was even eight months ago because they just, you know, have not been able to get into Cleveland's rotation at all. When LeBron leaves, this Cavs team is going to be a mess. Oh, that's never <laughs> happened before. Although I guess that was true even before we started this. So I, I might not have made it worse, but I might have. <laughs> Wait, so you, you, Chicago got three players and gave up none? Yeah, I guess we're going to have to dump some people, huh? Pondexter is obviously an easy choice. I guess Joe Johnson is the other. I don't know if you want to try and – if there's any takers to try to trade for him yeah. first. No, we'll, we could waive Joe Johnson. He'll be happy about that. Also, oh, Cavs, Cle- Cavs are going to sign him. Cleveland now has four open roster spots for buyout. <laughs> Cleveland's roster is going to be like t- 10 new players after the deadline. Sounds about like what it's going to actually be. <laughs> the the current the holdover players on the Cavs roster right now, LeBron, J.R. Smith, Jay Crowder, 
Connor, Isaiah Thomas, Jose Calderon, Jeff Green, Dwayne Wade. No, Calderon's gone. Oh, Calderon was... He was in that Chicago trade. We just traded him. Oh, was Burks not in that trade? I wish, right? Burks wasn't in that. Never mind. Oh, really? Yeah, it was was just... It was Calderon, Ante, and and Osman. Wait, so are the Suns not going to be so ridiculous now? Wait, yeah, the Suns thought that we were having to take on Alec Burks. Sorry, the Suns were... uh, I I mean, it's probably too late now, but you got Osman and Zizic for taking on 1.5 million in dead salary? He also has to pay Osman and Zizic. Yeah, that's fine. I would have done that, though. Yeah, that's why I thought you would have. Where were you? I I, I was confused. (laughs) Like I said, I feel (laughs) terrible about that trade. Wait, can I... Nate, I think you have to say the Feldman phrase. Sorry, I'm still too focused on uh, Ernie fine, Grunfeldman fine, to I'll remember it. what it is. Wait, wait, wait. We had a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you did that to me. I'm backing out. KP, let's talk. <laughs> what are you going to send me for those three? I mean, I would do it. I'm sending a second rounder, by the way. I would. I mean, I would do it for either of one of the two prospects. Well, I want to unload both rather than pay both this year with the tax. So I'd rather get a, a better draft pick. Okay. So what, what did Chicago, Chicago gave you? What? Let's forget what. Let's not use that as a baseline because I got raked over the hill. <laughs> give, give, give me a like. Do you have a? Do you have any extra like real low first rounders or a high second or? I guess you have your own maybe. They also have. I'm what's just probably going to be Charlotte. Yeah, I could just cut this and and just everyone can just believe that I got that deal <laughs> as the polls and we'll just move on. No one will ever know. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, I don't think we want to give you this year's second round pick. We'd give you next year's second round pick. What about Charlotte's KP? Because they're probably going to get that. Uh, the second most favorable of Memshaw and Mem- Mines. Yeah, Charlotte just Charlotte. Charlotte didn't end up. Uh, yeah, they traded. They kept Kemba. They kept Kemba. All right, we got give us your 2019 and your 2020. No, this is wait. This is way too much. We'll give you our. <laughs> we'll give you our 2019. Okay, fine. It's still better than. All right, deal. Than I did with Chicago. I think. Yeah, New Orleans is. But yeah. We had a deal! Again, I still feel terrible about this trade, but a little better now. What did the difference end up being? Just that there were, it was like a better second rounder than I was willing to give up? Yeah, so I got Phoenix's 2019 second rounder instead of New Orleans this year. All right. I don't really want to sweeten my offer that much. We'll just hold on to our, our, our space. We could always just like make some waiver claims or, you know, save some money, waste it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else trying to get out of the tax bulls? We got a lot of of uh a lot of cash here new orleans tony allen can you we will do it but we and we will pay his salary his remaining salary which actually makes you money yeah but we're not giving up an asset you already have our second round pick uh, that's true what yeah, what, are, what are the C, yeah. what are the cba rules in terms of trading you nick collison having you cut him and having us hire him as an assistant coach <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah okc has still got to reduce their tax bill uh but they got rid of well let's see singular for we, Noel we, we, we lowered help. our future yeah, bill but... more than our current bill yeah yeah, you still you still want to get off some money, I think. Like Dakari Johnson or someone, you would definitely would want to just move. I think Josh Hustis might be someone. Yeah, you we we we'd like to moving. we'd like to keep Hustis at least for now. We think that he he has value for us this year. Like that that's what's hard. That's why Nick Collison is potentially the most interesting if he's willing to become an assistant coach. Yeah. Well, would you rather have? Quincy Pondexter instead of uh, Josh Eustace? Is there anyone on the Bulls that could be who could fill a role for you? That would that would increase our bill, and we're not interested in that. 
No, well, I mean, I, I, I will take I will take assessments from the peanut gallery on if they think a Nick Collison thing is realistic. If it is, I'll do it. If not, I won't. But that would be straight up with cash. It wouldn't be. Um, we could give you a little extra, but it wouldn't be well, for a pick. I'll tell you what, uh, OKC, we've got Justin Holiday available. We'd be willing to trade him to you. Get back Alex Abrinas if you could also throw in an asset as well. That would save you uh, about one point seven million dollars against the tax this year and get you a much better player huh that's an interesting idea so with with abrinus we we lose the ability because we have we have team control on him after that and, and i'll tell you what you could throw you if you want to throw in houston too we wouldn't mind getting a look at him that would reduce your bill further at that point you'd have holiday so that's you know he can actually play for you unlike abrinus and holiday would probably he might even uh you know if he didn't start he would play a major bench role um i was gonna but what do you have in terms of assets that you could give up there well we would consider houston an asset in that deal because we <laughs> we traded two we, he, he sees an expiring contract it's not a big deal because we traded two seconds to uh to get rid of singler so we're not exactly we're not exactly rich here and, and it's not saving us a ton of money hmm. Hmm. yeah so we traded we traded two 2018 first we could do our our 2019 first but our sorry second obviously not first um but protect it so if it's it's one of the 20 best then we won't keep it we think we'll have one of the 10 best or even the equivalent of lottery protection so you get it you get it if it's um if, if we make the playoffs you get the pick all right what's the pick again one more time it's our 2019 second assuming that we make the playoffs if not it converts to nothing hmm. it doesn't cost you anything you're about to, you you're at the end of the you're at the end of this rope yeah, and we get a brinus too yeah you know i guess we'll take a brinus because i think getting him as a restricted free agent it could help maybe that he he could maybe be a valuable player for us um we kind of want to tank this year too secretly that's maybe part of this as well um holiday is a little bit older i guess we'll do that unless there's any other any other suitors for justin holiday right now that would be willing to offer us more thank you dan uh all right let's do it let's mark this one down uh so is anyone willing to take bryce johnson just for his cash the remainder of the season no one i mean dallas might be willing to do that well is chicago still under the floor because if chicago's under the floor then that cash because it doesn't cover his full salary but it gets close didn't they didn't they fix that loophole though yeah to some degree but it still helps a little bit yeah Um, yes yeah, no, Chicago. We've got plenty of room. We would we would do that, oh. um, and we'll probably we'd probably just take take him into our trade exception. Um, well, you've got and, you've and, still got and how much cash? Days, right? Yeah, yeah. How much how much cash can you spend? Well, I have it that they have five hundred thousand to send. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Well, that's his salary. He makes one point three million or past halfway through, past the season. Okay, but I mean that's just doing it out of the goodness of our heart. Uh, but, you, is... but you're still getting the uh, oh I see oh four hundred eighty seven thirty eight nine remaining. I mean you're you're still getting getting the value of paying less in terms of your salary floor payment that's what you're getting out of this yeah i think i still need more though because i mean unless you think you can offload them to someone else i mean i think i've got more leverage like you have to do this uh i think dallas is willing to do it for 487 for the remainder in cash but that's self-dealing there (laughs) (laughs) that's a great way of pulling leverage i would be willing to do well does dallas does dallas have a roster spot to do it with they do okay yeah i don't think the bulls do actually so yeah that that probably makes the difference then yeah just do the deal with dallas okay i mean i guess the only thing we could do as the bulls is if you wanted to give us a second rounder we could send back 
someone who might actually be okay for you this year. You know, would you have any interest in like a Jerry and Grant? No, nah, I mean, I think we're we're good with our because we want to convert C.J. Williams to a contract. Yeah, yeah. So you need the roster spot as much as you need the the space. Um, okay, there it is. Then I can't believe that the Clippers got off that easily from the Bryce Johnson deal. <laughs> so it, all right, well, yeah, go if, ahead, guys. If we're done here, I think that the thing that we need to do is walk through what the Cleveland Cavaliers are now because while I like a lot of the moves that they made, this is a completely different team. Oh yeah, it's uh, who the hell is on this team anyway? Why don't we talk about something else for a minute while somebody tries to figure out who's on this team? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just uh, how about b- big takeaways here? Um, <laughs> for me, it was that this was almost a because of the fact that there aren't that many guys clearly available and so many teams are not clearly trying to go in one direction or the other and so many teams are trying to dump salary and we don't really have a great idea of like what the price should be for dumping salary right now i found this by far the most difficult year to do this and we ended up with some some deals but it was just like it was such a slog to get there it felt like yeah i think generally we might have uh the price to dump salary especially multi-years might have been a little too cheap except for the uh jose calderon teddy trade but otherwise yeah i mean i think uh, that's the difference between dumping it this year and dumping it in future years because there's a lot of teams with cap space and not that many trying to get off money for this year but next year you know there's it's going to be much more of a buyer a seller's market in terms of selling out cap space yeah i thought it was also telling that we didn't see any of the truly toxic 2016 off-season contracts get moved yeah i mean yeah, Tristan Thompson. Moved. he's not yeah that, but yeah and that also wasn't that wasn't summer 2016 either but yeah i mean you know no mahin me no noah no dang no biombo i mean it was just and none of their teams i mean it seems like teams because a lot of those teams are bad too and don't necessarily have like a lot of ways to get better right now where it's just like maybe they're just gonna have to eat those you know i mean that's maybe that makes the most sense rather than just giving up assets to get off of those and then you get some cap space but you're not that good anyway and the cap space doesn't help you so um what yeah i mean we didn't see any of those eight figure 20 16 contracts get moved other than Harkless. Right. And one thing I thought was interesting, and I think it kind of altered the tenor of this, was the proactive deals by Washington and Portland, because those teams could have been some of more de- more desperately shuffling money. I mean, I've thought Washington is going to be that team for a while now, but they got it in that trade that I think worked out well for them with Ennis and Evans. And then with Portland, they got it in the larger Moharkless deal. So if those teams were added to the to the like dumping side, I think that changes the dynamic pretty significantly. Were any of you guys just disappointed at your inability to do anything? I mean, I think that, you know, if you're trying to clear 2018 cap space, that's where you're going to be disappointed. And I tried to do that with the Clippers and it was just no traction whatsoever. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, especially because you have a guy who goes, you're trying to move Gallo two more years. I mean, uh, Philly was able to do it. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're, if you've got like two more years of bad salary and you're trying to clear 2018 cap space, yeah, that's where you're going to run into problems. I mean, the Lakers similarly had no traction with Clarkson for that same reason. Uh, so my answer is no. I felt like I had a, an easy time making moves, and I I think it might because I had the Eastern Conference teams. I think the East teams maybe could be more aggressive in a way uh, because some real big goals are are achievable, and you're not going to run into the Warriors before the finals. I think maybe there's a little bit more in the West of teams don't want to push in this year because you don't even know when you're going to match up with Golden State uh, and get put out of the playoffs. 
Also, teams in the West just don't have that much flexibility as the West buyers, you know, mm-hmm. like Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure Minnesota would like to get a little bit better, but they're so constrained by everything they have. I think they're going to be more on the buyout market. The Spurs are the Spurs. OKC, I think, was actually more active in this than they probably will be, though Sam Presti has tried to make moves before. But yeah, I think that's that's a fair note. And those teams just also have more movable salary than the teams in the West do. Yeah, and I think they're like for teams, it's just there aren't that many teams that really want to upgrade their team for this year right now for some of the reasons Dan just talked about. About. but if teams were willing to do that i think you know there are guys available for pretty cheap prices that i think could, could really help i mean james ennis and tyreek evans for you know a first and you get off of jason smith i mean that's not bad um yeah i felt like the spurs and i agree with you danny they're probably not going to actually do anything like a team that really could benefit from being more aggressive with where they are but maybe now with Kawhi's injury situation they don't necessarily feel as much of an impetus but the spurs in particular are a team that i thought could have gotten a lot better and you know didn't do much here uh, i I've got the Cavs roster, if you guys are ready. Uh, at, oh, yeah, let's hear you. Yeah. So at guard, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, George Hill, Dwayne Wade, and Alec Burks. Uh, the forwards, LeBron James, Tobias Harris, Jay Crowder, and Jeff Green. And at center, uh, Derek Favors. I'm not sure if I'm missing somebody, but that's only 10 players. So Cavs could be real active in buyouts. I obviously would be an appealing team. And I do think, uh, because of all the things we always talk about with centers and saw it in this deadline, if there's going to be a position you need to address in the buyout market, I think it should be center. Dan, did you say J.R. Smith? Uh, I did not. So, okay. So that that's who I was missing. Also, if things actually played out like this, where they got off both Tristan Thompson and traded Kevin Love for non-centers, maybe what would happen is Nerlens Noel would have uh, voided any deals and tried to get to Cleveland as a buyout candidate. Yeah. No, I think that's that, a good point. That seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Cavs were really active. Detroit, I mean, getting Kevin Love, that's interesting. I mean, I think they got the most talent in that deal love and but that team is now basically just like love and drummond and i i guess i kind of trailed off there <laughs> well i mean that's the thing if you go back to them letting both kcp and marcus morris go last summer to get avery bradley that's you know then throwing tobias harris with him that's three of your five starters you've ended up losing at that point to just get kevin love yeah i mean the, you know if reggie comes back maybe they're not that but they just have a gaping hole on the wing now though um they still have stanley johnson i guess better hope that he develops a little bit but they also fix their tax concerns for next year and you know they don't have to worry about losing avery bradley or overpaying him so i mean i thought it was a good trade for detroit but they kind of look funny right now um and we will kind of see now what love really has left in the tank as a number one option and then utah is, is crazy right now too like what's their roster look like yeah so uh a starting five of rubio let's see donovan mitchell joe ingles miritich and gobert with a second unit of Thompson, uh, Thompson and Udo up front. You still have Jonas Jarebko to play the stretch four. And then uh, on the perimeter, you've got Neto, uh, no Cephalosha, obviously, right now, Kyle Korver, and that's. That's kind of about it. Royce O'Neal, I guess, is still part of the rotation. I like what Brooklyn did. I mean, we picked up, we traded away Carroll, but we got New Orleans lottery protected 2018 pick. Um, and also the fact that it's only top four protected in 2019 is pretty good because if New Orleans somehow doesn't make the playoffs this year, which is looking less likely, but still is possible, then it stays this year and goes next year and they could be out Cousins and maybe Davis. Uh, and then we got Wancho. We had to take on some extra money. There's an opportunity cost for this summer to take on money but we didn't take on anything beyond 2019 in terms of bad 
Salary picking up Ashik and Farid, and then we were, we flipped the Jinta or we flipped a Jinta for Farid. So I think that's a pretty good asset play to get Hernan Gomez and a first uh, at the cost of Carroll, who wasn't in our long term plans, and just some more space in the summer of 2018, which is not the end of the world. You know, we're and we only cost ourselves basically about you know seven million bucks in uh, 2018 cap space. I like that in and the in aggregate for Brooklyn. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that yeah that actually makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that part yeah i was i was pretty happy i mean with denver basically my goal was just get as many wings as i can and so i got a couple wings and got dinwiddie so i was happy with that yeah no i think like simmons and winslow is good and just you know barton was probably going to leave and, and didn't really fit into their salary structure if he returned so it makes some sense there to get some cost control guys fix things and, and also just get some flyers how how does washington look now so the wizards just made the the one trade they they dumped a, a bunch of players who were making money and not really playing for them this year. Tim Frazier, Chris McCullough, uh, Sheldon Mack, and Jason Smith. And you know, they'll miss that first-round lottery-protected pick, uh, but they got Tyreek Evans, who fills a need as a backup point guard and can help on the wing, and James Ennis, who will, who will help on the wing and be able allow them to use lineups with two of Ennis, Otto Porter, and Kelly Oubre a lot more often. And also, if Father yeah, but, Porter's hip injury is, yes. continues to linger, that's big insurance for them. Yeah, I mean, Washington actually improved probably now has like one of the best benches in the nba it seems like <laughs> well it, it at also least until they like lose tyreek evans for nothing whoever they add to their bench uh drops off as soon as they get to washington uh, and yeah that's the concern <laughs> next summer is ennis and evans will be free agents and maybe the wizards can't afford them uh, but maybe that's the time they look to dump gortad or mahimi or markeith morris and something opens up so it's nice to have them in a little i guess all right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. This, of course, uh, is always a pleasure. Uh, thanks again. I owe you guys uh, some big dinners when next we meet, uh, or in the case of Felbin, when I never see him again. <laughs> you are invited to the wedding, though, Felbin. I, I, I hope you can at least make it to that. I hope uh, to be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again, Kevin Pelton from ESPN, Dan Felbin from NBC, and Danny LaRue of this podcast, among many other things. And uh, if you like this, of course, we do the mock trade deadline, or I'm sorry, the mock off season. This was the mock trade deadline, uh, which is in a similar vein and. And uh, got more great content coming up for you uh, through the trade deadline and uh, in the playoffs. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you all next time. I feel like Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.